Jesus, you're the center of my joy. All that's good and perfect comes from you. You're the heart of my contentment, hope for all I do. Jesus, you're the center of my joy. When I lost my direction, you're the compass for my way. You're the fire and light when nights are long and cold. In sadness, you are the laughter that shatters all my fears. When I'm all alone, your hand is there to hold. I find pleasure in the simple things, simple things of life. You're the music in the meadows and the stream. The voices of the children, my family and my home.
center of your joy give him praise hallelujah lift your hands and we pray father we invite the holy spirit in our midst teach us your word teach us your ways we give you our lives our hearts now we give you our minds to be transformed our hearts to be changed in jesus name amen you may take your seats. Hallelujah. While we were blessed by the praise and worship, it is, I always enjoy the worship and the praise here at BMI. Amen. It's wonderful. Well, I thank God for this opportunity to share with you this morning. <clears throat> there was one or two things I need to mention before we start the word. And first of all, we always start with good news, and that is that we see the windows have now been completed. Amen. So we are, the next step, they are busy making our doors. Hopefully it can be in as soon as possible. I'm always putting, applying pressure. We gave a deposit for the doors. We don't have the balance. Mercy. But I'm sure God will provide through you. Amen. <laughs> God will provide through you. Hallelujah. So we'll take up an offering later again so that we can do those things. Um, 
The announcer will mention tonight this thing, but I also need to emphasize there's a very important gathering here this afternoon at 4.30. So you are all invited to come. It is uh, the certification service of the churches that belong to ARC. ARC is A-R-C, Association of Related Churches. In 2008, God led me to start a body for churches, the independent churches, charismatic independent churches, an umbrella body that will kind of just be a mentoring peer group body that will make sure that there's accountability in the kingdom. Amen? That no man can just do what he wants to. So this body has been coming on for a while. It almost died, but then it was resurrected again. So tonight, today is a very important meeting. It's about 12 churches coming together. All their senior pastors, they, I will certify them with a very beautiful certificate here to say that they belong to this body and they submit to the accountability principles of ARC. Very important because sometimes when churches have conflict, then there should be somebody to come and intervene. Amen. How many of you would like a referee to intervene when you're having an argument with your wife? A referee with a yellow card and a red card. Because the arguments, they never reach anywhere. Is it? But if there's somebody to say, hold it, you're right and you're wrong. Yeah. Not that one that says, you little right, you little right. No, no, no. I don't like such referees. If I'm wrong, give me the red card. If I'm right, give the red card to the other one. So that is what this body is. And we've had uh, in COVID, COVID-19 pandemic caused a lot of conflict and confusion. There's many theories surrounding the COVID pandemic, but a pastor told me recently, I was with him in Accra, he told me he believes it's the Lord's purging of the church. And he said a lot of people never returned to churches all over the world, not just here. And some were moved out. He said the Lord has a cleaning mechanism. Wow. And he cleans. And there are many whose hearts are not really connected to God, you know? So when a small thing like this comes, then you see they have, they have, they have slipped away. Yeah. So the pandemic brought a lot of conflict in churches and by God's grace, we had to, we, when I say we, we are a panel of pastors of which I'm the chairman. We had to go and intervene and by God's grace, we could save one or two. Not all are willing to be helped. Some pastors who, who, who could not, did not like the way we gave the red and the yellow card, they withdrew from the body. Yeah, that's also if you don't like repri to be reprimanded or to be corrected. A stubborn son hates correction. Yeah, but your neck will be broken, said the Bible. If you cannot take a rebuke, 
and you cannot take correction, you won't go far in this life. Amen? So that's this afternoon you are invited. Um, I don't want to say there's food, although there will be food, because then, <laughs> then I'll have to feed the whole of Delft again. Get it, Jesus. <laughs> but it's a celebration, so you're all invited, and uh, 4.30 is for the gathering, and we'll start promptly at 4, yeah, about quarter to 5. Amen. Then I have this news that one of our great stalwarts who started the work when I started this church in 2003, he started the work with us. He passed on to be with the Lord this morning, Papa Miller. And he was years, was it this year still, Charlie? He came earlier this year to see what I've always told him I would do. He was 78 years old, so as the church, because he was a, one of the founder members, in other words, when I started, he was there in the prayer group. <laughs> He's one of the few that stayed. That's 20 years now, huh? 19 years, going on 20. And he stayed to the very end. When, he, when I got the news this morning on the phone, I almost, I almost changed my sermon to loyalty and disloyalty. Because there's a saying we have in loyalty that you must be loyal to the end. Either I will stand by your grave or you stand by mine. But we shall not separate. And so few. So few. So the scripture says, many a men will sing their own praises. But a faithful man who can find? Alas men. Alas men. But this was a faithful man. So we will give him what we call a state funeral. BMI is a state. The state of BMI. And so we will, he will have a state funeral. All pastors will be will be attired as we say goodbye to a stalwart. May God bless his soul. Let's bow our heads a minute in prayer. Pray for the children that remain. Father, we give you thanks for the life of Papa Muller. 78 years is grace and a little extra. We thank you. We bless you that he could spend some of that time with us share some of his strength, his energy, his wisdom with us here at BMI. We thank you that he knew you and that he shall experience life after death in eternity. Now bless the children that remain, all those that are still linked to our church and belong here, Lord, be merciful to them. Strengthen them in this great absence that they will experience. Be to them a balm of Gilead and may the ointment, the anointing be for them a soothing balm in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right, now to my sermon this morning. I haven't been preaching here for a few weeks. I almost didn't make it this morning, but I'm here by God's grace. Amen. At the end of this month, we have our first J.O. Crusade. Yes. 
Jesus, the answer outreach. If you've not been to one of them, then you mustn't miss this one. The 28th of May. He said, no? The 29th. Starts the 29th. We'll give you the poster soon, okay? Uh, but for the first time, it's not in a civic. We normally take civic centers where we do outreach. This one will be slightly different because a friend of mine invited me to preach in his church, but he asked me to do a J.O. in the church. Now, we've, we've tried it once. It doesn't really work that well as if we go outside into the, air, into the communities. But we'll give it a try. We never know. Maybe God is doing something. We must flow with what God is doing. Amen. So the J.O. will be in Kales River. Uh, Kales River North. That's up the hill. The white side. It's a white church. Hey. <laughs> and the gospel works for all races. Amen. So the J.O. Crusade team will, will have to go on the Saturday and go and invite people to come. I don't know how, because those houses have big security gates, pit bull terriers, but we'll have to do it, all right? But what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make a, an arrangement that we have transport from here, all right? This thing is on Facebook, so there's some, some things I want to say that I can't say. But, but we're going to use their church for our crusade. It's a nice big church. It's a 2,000-seater. It's a yeah, we use it for our crusade. So we will bus the people of Delft to Kales River. Is that a good idea? <laughs> we bus you, so you come meet here at 7 o'clock. Then the buses will leave from here. We pack that church out, and, I'll, and then you, it's a good chance to bring an unsaved member from your house because the anointing for salvation is strong in the crusades and for healing, you know. But those white people said, I can't preach long, so we're going to start quick and then finish quick. But we ask them for the key. We ask them for the key. So if they want to go home, we, we, we have a crusade. <laughs> Is it a good idea? Beautiful. We'll tell you more about it next week, okay? So get ready. Get your unsaved friends, your family. It's beautiful. It's one of the anointings God gave me to be an evangelist and to preach Jesus to the people. Amen. This morning, I want to start if, if, if it's the Holy Spirit's guidance, I believe it is, to speak to you about something important, and it will not just be today. I hope to do it over a few weeks. You know? I'm, I'm blessed by what the Lord has accomplished through me with this building and this property. And many pastors that have come to visit here they are very impressed and, 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 and shocked at what the Lord has done. And so they ask me a lot of things about how much money did it cost you? What was your budget? How do you go about it? And, and some things I can't explain because this is a work of faith. Amen? It's by faith that what, what you see here has come to, into existence. 
I just believed God. And the Lord has made it work. So I'm believing God for more and bigger and better things. Yes. So I've come to learn very slowly in my life that if you just try to work out things uh, with your mind and your mathematics and your little budget you have, you won't accomplish much in this life. Are you hearing me? And nobody today in the kingdom that has accomplished great things had uh, almost like a, a good setup to do it. It is just purely by believing in God they could accomplish supernatural mega things in life. Amen. I just uh, I was in Nigeria recently. Just I, f I flew through Nigeria back from from Accra, and uh, we were talking about the Nigerian church when we were there in Lagos, and we realized that the Nigerian church is currently the church that's leading in the world in the Pentecostal charismatic arena. In other words, they have the biggest churches. Um, they have the grandest churches and they have big mega pastors. Nigeria. Where? Nigeria. Not here in South Africa. And when you look at Nigeria, you almost kind of get an idea that it's a dilapidated it's an African country. Poor, some places are slum area, you know, townships. But there are other, mainly the cities are built up. But one of the things that really takes my attention is the fact that the charismatic people in Nigeria, they no longer are poor. A poor country. But those people, they are affluent. You see, the songs we sing here is from the Nigerian lady, Shinachia. <laughs> and those people, they fly all over the world and they stay in the best rooms and the best hotels and, and they serve God. And when, I, when you do research on what made the Nigerian church the number one church in the world, I'm talking number one. <laughs> Bigger than Ghana. Ghana, Nigeria is where the Lord is working. Yeah. The Lord's fire blows in certain places at certain times. His wind, his wind blows, sorry. The wind blows. Now the wind is blowing there. South Africa had revivals many, many years ago. We trust God is coming back here. Because Reynard Bonker prophesied that it will come from Cape Town to Cairo. But the Nigerian church is affluent. And if you look at what happened was the, the fire, the wind of God was in America in the 70s. Are you listening? There was a wind of revival in America. And that wind started what we call the faith movement where the father, where the, where the, where the, where the father of the movement known as uh, Pastor, Brother Kenneth Hagen. At that time, they didn't want to be called pastors or bishops or apostles. It's only today that pastors like these titles. You, they were just called brothers. Brother Hagen. He's the founder of the faith, move, faith movement. 
Out of him was birthed other great American preachers because the fire of God was in America. The 70s and early 80s. But what happened was the Nigerian church were getting in tapes from America. Tapes and videos and these things and they were watching these pastors and preachers. Yeah. And they believed the faith message. Are you hearing me? And because of that belief, I mean, you, there's nothing that can describe why they are so affluent, so powerful. They are criticized because their pastors fly in private jets. And when, they, when, they, when, they, when the Holy Spirit works through them to give you your telephone number, your cell number, everything, then people criticize them and say it's from the devil. People, is just, they're just jealous. Wouldn't you like to be able to tell people's phone numbers? You, you, you. Wouldn't you like, wouldn't you like to tell me what's my phone number? But when somebody else does it, I say, it's a devil, it's a devil. It's a loose, that's who comes in. I'm coming to my message now. I want to explain to you what made them great. And, and I don't want to be silly and foolish and not see something working and not do that thing. Are you with me? I've always told you, to a, to a degree, I've seen God work by faith in my life here. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a testimony. Buildings are testimonies of the works. Yeah. But it's always my desire to see my people prosper. Amen. And it's for that reason, when I saw the Nigerian church and the prosperity, I realized that they've got something that we don't have. Come on. And I said, Lord, how, how can we also get it? And the message, the message of faith to believe God. So, so out of Aegon came Kenneth Copeland, Jerry Savelle, Creflo Dollar, even Bishop Dag came out of Hagen. Bishop has a slightly different turn in his ministry, but these guys were preaching faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. You must believe God. You don't have it. You come from a poor background. But if you believe in the supernatural, yeah, you mustn't believe what you see. Believe, be, don't believe what the circumstances say. Believe what it will be like in the future. They started to teach what you say you will have. And the church, the Pentecostal church criticized them. But the Pentecostal church stayed behind. The classical Pentecostal church stayed behind. Made hoochies, tukies and brookies. The charismatics moved ahead. We, we are charismatic. This is called charismatic. We have a Pentecostal doctrine but the charismatic flavor. And they moved and finances did not become a problem. David Ayedepo is building a 100,000 seater church. 100,000 seater is bigger than the biggest stadium in America, in, 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 in Brazil, the Maracanã. And he said, they are not raising funds to build the building. They have the money. They're just waiting for the government to pass the plans. And I see, it's not brekerach, it's not, for, you see, money mustn't make you verwant. Money mustn't make you proud. 
David, I heard him, Paul. You won't believe it. He's got 100,000 members. Every Saturday night, he and his wife takes his bucky, bucky, with, with speakers, and they go stand on a corner, and he has open air. A man with 100,000 members. Bishop Dad told me it privately. So, I said, Lord, we need to understand this thing. Want verswakere staan ek hier in die lijne in die naam van die Heere and my, my people will also not suffer. What does that mean? Although we are in a, in a, in a what, doesn't matter the environment. Don't think because we're in Delft. You'll be surprised. People haven't, people started saying, oh, sy gaat nog groter jou mond moet oopmaak as ek klaas is so. Sy gaat so sy hypo my potte my sê, You ain't seen nothing yet, baby. But pastor, you're going to need a lot of money. No, 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 no. All I need is faith in God. Faith in God. Now let's look at it. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, please. Hebrews 11, verse 1. Now, I can't teach you faith in one session, alright? So these are going to be teachings. I don't know how many weeks, depending on the Holy Spirit, but some weeks of teachings. And normally, my teachings have an intention to help you. Are you with me? I'm not teaching because it's my time and my session. No, it's to help you. You will see great things happen in your life through the teaching of faith. Amen. The Lord gave uh, Kenneth Hagen a, 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 a 23, is it Mark 11, 23, where he talks about, you shall say to this mountain, you shall say to this mountain, just go to Mark, yeah, yeah, you shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea. This was the message that changed the world in the 70s for the Pentecostal Charismatics, this message. The boy was lying on a deathbed. There's a book called I Believe in Miracles. It's the story of Kenneth Hagen. He says, I was lying on my deathbed. My mother had prepared my, my burial, my grandmother. They had the papers, everyone. The undertakers was already getting ready to bury me. He was 11 years old, I think, 11 or 13 years. He was a teenager. I can't remember. He was a teen, maybe 17 years old. And they were busy. He was thin like a rick. Busy dying. They gave up hope, but he was bedridden for years. I think something like four years, he was just in the bed all the time. He was never a normal boy, he never played outside. Hey. And then one day he was lying in his bed, and God told him to read the scripture. If you say to this mountain, Hallelujah. And be cast into the sea. But you must not doubt in your heart. But you must believe that those things which you say shall come to pass, they shall have whatsoever they say. Hallelujah. 
So three times the word say occurred in the scripture. Only once the word believe. And he asked his pastor, will he stand up out of the bed? And the pastor said, no, the Lord has decided otherwise. But he said, but the scripture says, hey, if I say with my mouth, and I believe in my heart what I say, then I shall have what I say. He said, Pastor, explain it to me. The pastor said, no, I can't. And that changed the whole world, that scripture. So Kenneth Hagin got out of his bed two days after the Lord revealed the scripture to him. And he lived to about 80-something years old. He, he, he became the father of the faith movement with this scripture. What you say? What you say? And I believe God is going to do it for us here at BMI. If we believe with all our hearts. You see, every time I take the platform and I preach to you, if you don't believe it, it will, it will not work for you. But you must believe it. Hallelujah. Are you excited to learn about faith? Yeah. Hebrews 11 verse 1, please. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Hallelujah. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. And the series I'm starting is called, What is Faith? Ezekiel chapter 37, please. Ezekiel 37 verse 3. Ezekiel chapter 37. This is the prophet Ezekiel who saw the dry bones. You must have heard the story before. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones. Say to them, <laughs> Say to them, He has an anointing here. He said, say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus said the Lord God, unto these bones, behold, I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you and will bring up flesh upon you, hallelujah, and cover you with skin. And put breath in you, and you shall live. And you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. Praise God. And behold, there was a shaking. Praise God. And the bones came together. Bone to his bone. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. What is faith? What a question. And I want us to dig into this so that when we practice it, we will also see great change in our lives. Amen. I declare over you before I even start preaching that great change is coming to your life. The person you see today is not the person you will see in the, new, in the few years ahead. Yeah. Your circumstances will not stay the same. You must believe it. 
and you must say it. Praise God. Sometimes the vision tarries, but be sure it will come to pass. The Lord said to me some, someday, just a few days ago, He said to me, the only sure thing in life is the prophetic word of God. The word that God promised will come to pass. Maybe sometimes after you, you're not here anymore, but that word will still come to pass. So the only sure thing is that word. Glory to God. And many people, they receive a good word from the Lord, but they lose it. And they, they start to doubt it. Ek sê vir jou, my vrou die Heere gaf vir jou mooi maak. En later begin sy, sy begin twyfel. Ek sê vir jou, die Heere gaf vir jou deerkom. En jy begin twyfel. Want die Heere vat daar nou so lang. Maar die Heere het sy tyd. Nie op jou tyd nie. Op die Heere sy tyd. And maybe the Lord wanted to do it sooner for you. Maar die goed is wat sy mee besig is. Sy maak ook dat die Heere moet een beetje wacht vir jou. The Lord is waiting on you. But great things is going to come for you. Hallelujah. Now let's start. Number one, what is faith? I'm teaching. Faith is obedience and obedience is faith. Because this word can sound so spiritual. Faith, geloof. Die gangster sê ook, hy loop met die geloof. Ek loop met die geloof hier ou, verstaan nie ou. <laughs> what is faith? If you want to be a man and a woman of power, you must obey God. Because that will make you a man and a woman of faith. What you see in my life is my obedience to God. Amen. God said, leave your teaching, preach my word. I obeyed God. God said, come here, build me a sanctuary. I obeyed God. Now, when you see great things, you say, wow. Well, how do you have faith? No, I just obeyed God. <laughs> follow me, and I follow him. Yeah. Say bye to my, 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 my worldly friends. I just obey God. Don't stay out of church. I obey God. Mix with the fellowship of believers. I just obey God. No, what is faith? Faith is obedience. And obedience is faith. And by the way, God will never ask you for something huge, man. God asks you for small, small things. But wait, I'll come there. I'm excited about this teaching. To explain to you what is faith. Hallelujah. Everywhere you read in the Bible, you see the words are interchangeable. Obedience, faith. Obedience, faith. So that you can understand it. Amen. You can't walk with God if you can't walk by faith. Amen. Yes, you can't even have a ministry without walking by faith. You quote these things. We walk by faith and not by sight. <laughs> it sounds spiritual. But what is faith? Faith is obedience. And obedience is? 
that I gave you something for today. Faith is obedience and obedience is faith. So who has faith? An obedient person has faith. Every time you obey God, you exercise your faith. And when you are obedient, I told you, you are a man of faith. Hallelujah. I just read you one scripture. Deuteronomy 9 verse 22 to prove my point. Deuteronomy 9 22. The Israelites' obedience to the commandment would have been faith in action. The Lord said in Deuteronomy 9.22, at Tabara and at Massa and at Kabroth, you provoke the Lord to wrath. Likewise, when the Lord sent you from Kadasbaniah, saying, go up and possess the land which I have given you, you rebelled against the commandment of the Lord. And you believed him not, nor hearkened to his voice. Hallelujah. God gave an instruction to them, say, Hano, I've given it to you. You did not listen to the voice of God. You know, I'm so careful nowadays to listen to God's voice because I don't want to disobey God. And, I, and, and God speaks to me in various ways. I, this, it's not a sermon for today, but God is talking. Do this, do that. Give this to this one. Do this to that one. God is talking all the time. And all I have to do is obey God. There are times when I don't obey God because I wasn't sure it was God speaking, but in retrospect, afterwards I realized I should have done this. It was God speaking. I should have done this. It was God speaking. Sometimes you think it's your own mind. Are you listening to me? Sometimes you say, I could manage to get done as I see a little here, said the Gadachta Nayo to Habran. Especially if it's somebody you haven't seen for a long time, then it's often the Lord speaking. Do this. And it's sometimes contrary to your doing. They shall let this you do, my own Gadachta as much as God's Gadachta. Are you listening? Yes. But you did not obey the voice of the Lord your God. So it's very important that you must understand faith is obedience and obedience is faith. Now number two, faith is obeying the gospel. Faith is obeying the gospel. What does that mean, Pastor Chris? Gospel is a word that means the good news. Are you listening to Pastor? Good news. So what is the good news? The good news is Jesus Christ came to die for the sins of many. That's the gospel. So when we go on the crusades, you will hear me preach that Jesus came down to earth to die as a substitute for you and for me. So that if we believe in him, now here it comes. If we believe in him, we should not perish but have everlasting life. So many people think that it's only coming to the blue carpet saying, oh Lord, I'm sorry for my sins. Then they will now be a completely transformed person. But that's not what belief means. Belief means, and I'll explain it to you in a minute, following Jesus is different from just making a confession about Jesus. Because here's the problem. When we say faith, we think it's just wonderful sayings about, I see a car. I see a Mercedes Benz. Yeah, yeah, I see it. I see it. 
Ik koop zo lang een speelgoed. Maar Sidis Benz bij ShopRite. Want in dat gaat ik rechter in rijden. No, that's not faith that I'm talking about. We look into this now. Amen. Don't say you believe something when you don't obey it. Believing is equated to obeying. Ik geloof in Jesus, man. Ik het geloof in Jesus. Ik is een kind van die Heere. Is het? Is het? Do you obey Jesus? You believe Him? Do you obey Him? Faith is equated to? So if you say, I have faith in God, you must say, I obey God. The gospel of Jesus must be believed, but it must also be obeyed. We believe He's the Savior of the world, but it's a command not just to believe, but to obey Jesus. Let us pledge ourselves today to obey the Lord. Amen? Hallelujah. In 1 Peter 4, 17, it says, For the time is come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? Hallelujah. So, we don't want you just to say you believe in Jesus. That's why many people claim Christianity, but they don't obey God. Really? They don't obey what the Lord says. Now, what must you obey God in? Number three, faith is obedience in little things. I encourage you to bring a pen and paper for the next three weeks because I'm teaching. Amen. Teaching. A church is a gathering of God's people to be taught the word of God. When you come here for a journey, anders gaan ek laat Virgil heel dag sing vir jou. Sy soek mos net tegeer en hy sluit ons af met Buko Jerusalem. When you come here, come here to learn something from me. You know I was a school teacher. I, I'm, I'm a qualified school teacher by profession. I used to teach the children the Bible from 8 o'clock till 10 o'clock. It was mathematics, but when I started talking about the Bible, they used to say, oh, sir, we like your teaching, keep teaching. But they didn't want to do the maths. But I was just excited to be preaching. That's when I decided, I must make my school clear. I must do it all. Because my children have been dragged in But they know what Johannes 3:16. Faith is obedience in little things. You mustn't obey. I don't want to take time, but there's a, a, a very beautiful passage in Kings 13:26, where the Lord sent the great prophet to prophesy to the king of Judah. And he said to him, tell him that the Lord is not happy with him. You know, the Lord is not happy with the king, King Jeroboam and that the altar will be split. But then the Lord said to him, when you get to the city, 
when you give the prophecy, go out of the city, move. Don't stay. And don't eat anywhere. Wow. So he came. First Kings 13. Pastor Lafoy normally preached this message so beautifully. He prophesied. He stood in front of the king. The altar split. Supernatural power. And as he was about to exit the city, an old man said to him, don't you want to come eat here? He said, I can't because the Lord said, I mustn't eat in the city. I must keep moving. He said, ah, man, I am also a man of God. <laughs> I say, eat here. The Lord won't mind. And the Bible says when he ate with the old prophets, the, the Lord's warning came true. A lion will, eat his, will, will tear his carcass in the wilderness. And the Bible says as he was about to exit, a lion caught him on the way. The lion never ate the carcass. The lion killed him and stood by the carcass. So nobody could say the lion was hungry. The lion was only responding to the instruction from the law. My pastors and so clean things. God said, don't eat it. Faith is obedience in little things. I ponder many times if I move amongst you and I give you small instructions. I, I, I see it with the people I interact with. Say, don't do this, do that, do this, do this. They, they sometimes think my small little instruction is nothing. But you see, it is in the little things where you will be tested. Not the spectacular, the altar is torn. No. God said, don't do it. And God often speaks through his servant, his man, the man of God, to you, to you. You won't hear thunder. Who come here, dear? Ah, ah. The year of prat. To say, no prat. Hey. Yeah, can you obey the little things? Many pastors fail in ministry because their faith is only in the big instructions. If you tell them to pray and fast, yes, they will pray and fast. All night, they will obey. But if you tell them to send a text, keep, keep communicating with me. I give you a task, you must respond. Tell me, pastor, I finished it, I didn't. Most don't do the small instructions in this church. Hmm. Hallelujah. The little things. So when I go to Ghana, it's not the teachings that I only listen to of Bishop Dag. The powerful teachings. I'm looking for the small things that make them successful. And I learn and I copy it because I'm learning from the little things. Are you with me? Praise God. Let me come to the end.
Faith is to obey the pleasurable commands. I didn't want to give you this one because you people might take this in the wrong way, but let me tell it to you in any way because I must teach you about faith. Sometimes God, God gives you a command that's pleasurable. For example, God will say you must rest on the Sabbath day. Are you with me? But that was a command from the Lord. And if you know faith is obedience and obedience is faith, then you must do it. A lot of the things I do is because of the instruction I get from, I also have a pastor like you. My pastor told me I must play golf. Now I can't, I can't play golf. Oh, I could not play golf. I can play a bitchy now because I follow the instruction. My son who's studying in America, it is an instruction my pastor gave me. He said, send your son to America or to England. He must go out of this country to get the mindset so that he can be a better pastor to help this whole, this nation of South Africa. That's the reason why. So I, everything I just did on the command to obey by faith. And the Lord paid all his fees for him there. I, I didn't know. It's, it's more than 1.4 million rand for the four years. I didn't pay a blue cent. It is still blue cents. If you go and say, I'll take the blue cent. The machine was in the blue. And says the fourteen cent. But all said the blue cent. I didn't pay a cent. Play golf. So I had to learn. I even had to. I told my pastors, learn golf. It's my instruction. It's a pleasurable command. Now you can, sometimes I want to work, work, work. I'm a workaholic. I want to work, 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 work. But I must obey the pleasurable command. God told Abraham, Sarah will have a son. But this son will not be born like Jesus from the Holy Ghost. Say, must know it's done with your fro. So that they can pregnant her. I say, Yara, op die oude dom. En Sarah lijkt hier meer zo lekker nie. The Bible says she was 90. Hey, this child will not be born supernaturally. There's nothing like that. It will be Abraham's child. So Sarah had to buy a 90 at 90. A 90 at 90. Because who would the man know the thing do? As if Rocky for me, i You see, when God said to Sarah, you will have a son, listen to this. Genesis 18, 11. Sarah was old and well stricken in age. And it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of woman. In other words, it can't even be a screen. Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself, saying, after I am waxed old, shall I still have pleasure? She knew that sexual intercourse is pleasure. She said, I am so old. Moet ik nog hier gehoorzaam, zal ik nog dat geniet hier. And my Lord being old also, and the Lord said unto Abram, Why did Sarah laugh at my command and my instruction? 
is anything too hard for the Lord. At the appointed time, I will return unto you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son, says the Lord. Then Sarah denied it, said, I didn't laugh. And the Lord said, Muni lichit, said, Galach. You laugh. Faith is obedience. And obedience is faith. And when they obeyed God, Isaac was born. Hallelujah. Your Isaac is coming through your obedience to the word of the Lord. Praise God. And when God will someday tell you to do something pleasurable, just obey it. Amen. Sometimes you people are invited to dinners. I want to speak to all of you, but the other man said, was fail manera. Sometimes you get invited to a dinner. I've seen this many times. 21st. Don't have this bad habit of just saying, you don't know when the Lord is busy giving you a command to do something. Secondly, it's also, people have gone through the effort to prepare a plate for you. You just have the indecency. I've been to many weddings and receptions and I see many tables open and empty, but the people have numbered the seats, so they, they have invited people. You just stay away. You don't even know that night you were going to sit next to a man and a woman of God that was going to change your whole life. But you couldn't obey the pleasurable command of the Lord. You will obey a heavy instruction, but you can't obey. He said to Abram, just have sex with Sarah and your whole life will change. The pleasurable command. Now, how does faith come to us? Faith cometh by hearing, Romans, and hearing the word of God. So in all my little snippets on faith, always remember this in the background. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing the word of God. So in other words, listen often to preaching. As you're sitting here now, faith is coming to you. Aha, uh -huh. but if that's not enough, you can listen to my podcast then more faith is coming to you. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. You who comes to God must believe that God is real and the rewarder of them who diligently seek Him. So how do you get more faith? You must hear the word of God all the time. Listen to preaching. It's a very strong emphasis at BMI. And it's an instruction we give you most of you don't do it. There's a young man here who often, when I'm walking past him, I always hear his phone has my preaching on. And sometimes he bl blasted through the, what is that speaker's called? Uh, boombox. Boombox. Then I also hear my preaching and I say, when did I say these things? I can't even know what I'm saying afterwards on the bansi. So I'm also standing there. Wonder what gaat ek nou sê? Ek wonder wat gaat ek nou sê? Meaning that I was talking under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. Because if I can just remember it, surely if it's a recitation, 
And I'm standing here today, I'm also speaking under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to you. Yes. Will you obey God if He tells you to do something? Faith is to go forward. I come now nader na the end of the day, but I hope and keep it. As men say, but I hope and keep it. Faith is to go forward, and you are going to go forward, my child. You are going to believe it. Listen, don't just think what I'm saying now is small. The Holy Spirit told me, teach them faith. And when the Holy Spirit tells me something, He's about to do something. Somebody here is going to get a blessing through these teachings. Somebody's life is going to move many yards forward. You will have to enlarge your territory. Stretch for the habitation of your place. God is about to do something. Something so marvelous. The devil will want to stop me from telling you what I'm going to tell you. My chanit seva nik vallatse. Faith is to go forward. Again, Deuteronomy 9.22. Likewise, when the Lord sent you from Kadesh Barnea, He said, go and possess the land. I've given it to you, but you rebelled against His commandment of the Lord and the, uh, your Lord, your God, and you believed Him not. <coughs> Nor did you hearken to His voice. You must go forward. Are you a man of faith? You cannot please God if you don't have faith. It is imperative that you must walk by faith. You must go forward. You must go up. You must possess the land. All of you born again believers, you will go forward in this life. You will not go backward. You will not, you will not uh, pledge a vow of poverty. Amma wat by die Heere kom en wat by die Heere bly. Nie kok kessel by die Heere nie. Moe nie kok kessel nie. That's why I say faith is obedience. You know Jesus and you obey Jesus. Then you start to see. Now you see the change. Now you see me, you say, Pastor, but maybe because you got connections. It's not connections. I obey God. Are you with me? So I'm going forward. Ten years ago, I don't have what I have now. Twenty years ago, I never had what I had now. Ten, thirty years ago, I never had. I'm moving forward. And I believe the future is better than today. Hallelujah. Much better. I can see the end product because faith is the substance of things I hope for. The evidence of things not seen. Hallelujah. You're going forward in new things that God leads you to. Yes, there'll be uncertainty and there will be risk. That's the thing with faith. Faith is risk and uncertainty. Look, I already priced the tiles for this building. To Shinegi, hey, make your hell. But I worry me. I worry me. Van die Yerra. Wat gister vir my iets gedoen het. Hy is nog die selfde Jesus. Hy gaan het weer vir my doen. En ek sien en ek, en listen to me, I am not the type wat sê, 
Oh pastor, ons het een paar oetels hier, jylle kan my so'n stikkie daarleen. Ek! Moe nie kom stikkie, stikkie in die huis van die heren. It's gonna be beautiful. What you say is what you will have. You'll see it. And when it's done, you say, oh, man of great faith. You are right. Man of great faith. You possess the land. You must keep moving forward. Hallelujah. Into the new things. Uncharted territories. Because it pleases God. You will do things you've never done before. Are you with me? One of my biggest challenges is to put up the four-story building. I've never done a four-story building before. But I'm excited about that journey of faith. I'm really excited. Because it's something I've never done before. A staal gebouw het ek nou al opgesit. Ek sal seker het makkelijker kan doen nou. But that one is something else. And I'm looking forward to it. And jy met jou min geloof. As jy in Symphony Way voorbij loop. Daarvoor. Na die taxi ring toe. En ek wijf jou het die vierde vloe af. As jy sê, hy het nogal gesê. Hy draai met jou aard reiters om vir my te kyk. Hy het nogal gesê, dit gaan so wees. People who have stagnant ministries have stopped walking by faith. To move forward is to walk by faith. Hallelujah. There will be uncertainty, my friends. You won't be sure whether you will succeed or not, but that is called faith. Hallelujah. Don't be afraid to walk in risk and uncertainty. That is how to exercise your faith. Now the young people that must buy homes today, you know, it can be a very scary thing. If they tell you a house, a normal house for a young couple is 1.2 million, right Ashley? Jamie, 1.2, 1.4. Start a home. Nou dink jy ook, jyre, hoe gaan die kinders, when we bought, when I bought my house, I paid a hundred thousand, just over a hundred thousand. Three, double, a big house. But today, it is 1.5 million. So now you think, gaat ons ooit in die huis kom? Is it? Even that thing, you must now take, it's uncertainty, it's a risk, isn't it? You do it in the world. I'm just showing you. You do it in the world. Now, come to the ice. They say for the bank, I can so much. The bank says, no, it can. Come. 1.5. They have never glued. They can in a 1.5 ice blade. Now, they see they take it in. Yeah. And after a few years, they say, hey, this is 1.5. We can be a bit better. But it was a risk. It was uncertainty. Nou, zij wat die wil die rust vat die. Zij bly nou nog in jou maase jaar op een Wendy. Zij is al 45 jaar oud. You 45 years old. You staying in the back of a Wendy. You have your wife and your seven children. You can't move forward because you don't want to take rust. Because you're afraid. Fear is the opposite of faith. Will I make it? Will I do it? Can I do this job? 
how will I present myself? Can I preach the gospel? Can I stand with a mic? Can I sing? These are all risks you have to take. If you want to step forward. And God is saying to you, get up from Kadesh Barnea. Go to the land. But you, you did not obey. You did not hearken unto the voice of the Lord. God is taking you forward, saints of God at BMI. You are going to have better things. Believe what I say to you. Don't work it out only with your, with your sons. No, just obey God. And one of the best things you can do is to come sit under the word of God because faith is coming to you. Faith cometh by hearing. And soon you will get up and you will see. But I'm not the same anymore. Hallelujah. There's a new land and a new dimension that God is giving you. Oh, let me close, let me close. Faith is a small step of obedience. Small step. You don't have to do big things. God won't tell you to build a big church if you didn't yet start a cell group. Amen. Rahab only had to hide the spies and she was called a woman in the genealogy of Jesus. She was one of the heroes of faith. Rahab who hid Joshua and Caleb and the spies who came to the promised land. It's all she did. What was Abram's great thing that he did that made him such a great man? He just had pleasure with his wife. He just had to obey a small step. Faith is sometimes a small step. Are you listening? What did Moses do? Moses just had to throw down a stick. And God made it turn into a snake. Sometimes you don't, have, you don't, it's not you that is doing it. It's God that is doing it. But God wants to see your faith. Yes, Bishop Dag once they told me, he said, to build a church is a river you must cross. Yeah, you come to the Jordan, you are afraid of the deep. So, Lord, how will it ever happen? But that river you must cross, he said. I can't cross it for you. You must cross it. And I've crossed that river. I've crossed that river. Hallelujah. There's rivers you're going to have to cross, my friends. And you will cross it. You're going to cross it in Jesus' name. Now let me close with this part where I said the bones, the bones came back to life. Faith is to predict. I won't get there now. But you predict your future. Hallelujah. There's a man of God coming. Uh, to my uh, to this inauguration that I want us to have one day he prophesied over my life in a parking area and funny enough he wasn't uh, any rate I won't go into that he was just a, a local brother but as I came to, to a church many years ago I was coming to visit the church he met me in the parking area and he gave me a, a word of prophecy. I never forgot it. Some weeks ago, he came to visit here and he was astounded, you know. But I think he, he, he never thought that I remembered the prophecy. And I said to him, do you remember the prophecy you gave me? He was surprised. He said, do you remember? Do you really remember? 
Then he said, we were standing next to this guy, named the colors of the cars. I can't remember the colors, but he said, he was standing, and the Lord said to me to speak to you. But you see, that time the brother was not, wasn't a very spiritual person, but well, there were some things that people said about him. But I knew God was talking through him to me. And he gave me the prophecy of Isaiah, enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch for the habitation of your curtains. Your place will be big. You will, you, will, you, will, you will multiply. That time I never had a church. I was just about starting. And I remember that prophetic word. And I said to him, I will invite you here the day when we open here. Because my faith staggered not. It was you who gave me this thing. Faith is to predict. In other words, you predict forward. I mean, Romans 4, 17. Before him he believed, even God who quickened the dead and called the things which are as they are not. So you can predict what your future is going to be like. So when I'm preaching and I'm speaking and I'm speaking prophetic word, you say, Amen. Every time you say, Amen, you receive the prediction. Like the brother prophesied over me, he said, Pastor, you must enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch forth your, your curtains of your habitation. The Lord is going to stretch you from the left to the right. And when he was, he was, he stood here and he said, wow, the words I said was really from God. Sometimes prophets don't even know their words come from God. Amen. Hallelujah. So believe by faith what I'm saying is going to happen in your life. Stop speaking negatively over your family, over your children, over your marriage, over your church, over your ministry. Believe your ministry is going to be fantastic and it's going to be powerful. Hallelujah. So as I close, Romans 4.20, faith staggered not at the promise of God, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Romans 4.20, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. The Bible is so full of these wonderful promises, you almost think, can it be true? In Isaiah, he says, the barren tree shall bear forth fruits. The rivers shall bring water again. But many stagger at the, the promises of God. And they call it nonsense. Are you listening? So you hear the word of God. You hear the prophecies. Your pastor says God is going to bless you. You say, no, it can't be. And the Lord took Jeremiah by the collar and said, look at the bones in the valley of decision. They are dead, but they shall come to life again. He asked the Lord, how can it be? He asked the Lord what? And I'm telling you today, the promise that you feel in your spirit that God is saying about you, don't stagger at the promise of God. Don't say, how can it be? Because the Bible says, he said to Jeremiah, see the bones. See the bones in the valley of decision. Then he said there was a noise. Hallelujah. Give me that verse quickly. 37.3, yes. He said there was a noise. Don't stagger. Faith is coming to you. 
Son of man, can this bones live? And I said, Lord, how, how thou, thou knowest. Verse 4. He said unto me, prophesy upon these bones. I'm predicting. I'm prophesying. Pastor, can also mention van diaf, who can you work this and loop? Can they be established? Can they have enough to say? I said yesterday at the prayer meeting, we need computers because these guys were slow. I said, some of you will one day come and say to me, Pastor, what do you need? Let me buy you the computer that you need. Some of you. We say, no, but the one we need is 25,000 rand. You say, no problem. I didn't say, tell me the price. I said, what do you need? And you will write a check and we will have the computer. Why if the Nigerian church can have people that are established and prosperous? You will believe the word of God. You will receive the prophetic utterance. I'm predicting futures over you. You shall arise and you shall be on top and not beneath. You will not borrow money from people anymore. Soon it will come to an end. But you will lend to many. Your enemies will phone you and say, "Ek is nou so skam om vir jou te vraag, maar as niemand anders wat my meer kan help." It happened to me. It happens to me. Ek weet nie meer hoe om jou te vraag. Want ek skuld jou klaar van verlede keer. I already owe you money from the last time. I'm ashamed to ask you. It will be your story in Jesus' name. Please believe it. Obey God. Start to give your tithes to God. You will see your money prosper and your money increase. Faith is obedience. And obedience is faith. The Lord said, I will cause a breath to enter into you and you shall live. Hallelujah. The Lord is speaking to the dry bones. And you shall know that I am the Lord. And so I prophesied. Go to verse 5 quickly. And so I prophesied. Verse 6. Verse 6. And I prophesied as I was commanded. And there was a noise. There was a what? There's a noise coming into your life. I speak to you by faith in the substance of things we hope for. We haven't yet seen, but we hope for it. It's coming. Hallelujah. It's coming. God's abundant blessings is being poured out on all of us here. Supernatural wealth, supernatural miracles, supernatural family ties will be joined again. Pastor, Pastor, my relationship is gone. God says these dry bones can live again. I will add bones. There will be a noise. There will be a what? And there'll be a shaking. Hallelujah. And it shall live again. 
I know God's hand is on me. I can see it. If you don't believe it, I can see it. Because even I didn't think that I can do the things I'm doing. It's only gone. It's only gone. By believing in this word. There was first a noise. And then there was a shaking. And then the bones came together again. If things are not working well in your life and in your family, by the prophetic word that I speak, there's coming a noise. Then there's coming a shaking. Lift your hands. Can this dry bones lift? Father, by faith, we call on you for the difficult situations in our lives that seems impossible for solutions. But you said to Jeremiah, Ezekiel, you said to Ezekiel, can these bones live? <laughs> he said, Lord, only you know. You said, prophesy, son of man, prophesy. Prophesy, I prophesy. There shall be a noise and a shaking. And the Lord will restore that which is broken in your life. If you thought that your finances will never come right again, it's a lie from the devil. God is doing a new thing in your life. If you obey God, if you obey God, bring your tithes to the storehouse. God is going to bless you, pour out on you a blessing you cannot contain. Yes, you will be the head and you will not be the tail. You will be above and you will not be beneath. You shall lend to many, you shall not borrow again. This is the word of the Lord to you, children of BMI. There's a supernatural wealth transfer coming upon your lives. You will see it and you will enjoy it because you believe it. And if you don't believe, you stagger at the promises of God. Don't stagger the promises of God. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Have faith in God for a miracle. Oh, have faith in God for a miracle. Your heads are bowed, your eyes are closed. You say, Pastor, I, I, have a, I have a difficult situation. I can't see how I'm going to come out of it. I thought I must give up. But tonight, to this morning, the Lord sent me to preach to you. Have faith in God. 
the dry bones can live again. There's going to come a shaking. Yes, there's going to come a noise. Is it possible for dry bones to live, you say? With God, all things are possible. With God, all things are possible. Sarah, why did you laugh? Is there anything too hard for God, Sarah? Is there anything too hard for God? Have faith in God. Have faith in God. By faith, they overcame. By faith, they overcame. They shut the mouth of lions. They beat the fiery furnace. By faith. You shall overcome by faith, said the Lord. You shall have it by faith. Believe God and obey God. Stand to your feet, everybody. If you are that sister and that brother, that I'm speaking to. Shh. Come out quickly. I want to pray for you. You have an impossible situation. You have a difficult situation. It almost seems that nothing can help. But God is speaking to you today. To this word. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. We are here in a divine atmosphere. The Holy Spirit is here. Have faith in God for the answer. Have faith in God for a miracle. Just have faith in God. Sing it for me, please. Just have faith in God. Lift your hands in front. Listen to me. I can assure you this morning that this message I preach is not of my own account. It is a director from God. God knew you were here this morning. So he told me, yes. Yes. Yes, it's the Holy Ghost. He told me to preach it.
told me to preach it. Your breakthrough is around the corner. Your breakthrough is around the corner. Your breakthrough is around the corner. It might seem impossible with man, but with God it's not impossible. Oh, Sarah. Sarah, why did you laugh, Sarah?